Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome to the summer that could have been part two, England versus Italy, Euro 2021. As mentioned on the travel episode last week, we looked at England-Denmark in the semi-final of the Euros, what that meant to have to be in a major competition semi-final in the first place and then to win that and to then be in the final knowing that the final was going to be at Wembley Stadium so the home of English football and knowing that England were going to be there as well first time since 1966 England men's team would have reached a major final and that was at the old Wembley this one Euro 2020 the later 2021 and they would be playing Italy at Wembley. Home field advantage, definitely. A lot of crazy stuff going on, and it only dawned on us really the day after that we were obviously wanting England to win. There was also a little philosophical part of it that no matter what the result was on, on that Sunday, that you know, Aaron and myself, we would have, we would have been there uh, England's first European Championships final. You know, we were going to be there. If we could break that, you know, hoodoo since 1966, you know, we would have been there live. We would have seen that and that would have been awesome. Obviously, you've got all these things running through your mind and as, as very passionate football fans, one thing that's on our, our list of, of things to see and do is England win a major tournament. Uh, in, in men's football. Uh, spoiler alert, that wait's still going on. Uh, the other thing that I would have on my sporting list of, of things I'd love to see happen is the New York Jets, American, my American football team. I'd love to see them win the Super Bowl. Uh, not been to the Super Bowl since uh, Super Bowl three, 1969. So it's been a little while, but that's what hope is for. Although hope is not a strategy. In the build-up to the game, there was a lot of it was a fever pitch in London. Uh, people are still battling with COVID controls and, and all of this. Uh, you could tell that there was a sense of anticipation uh, across London. And on the day of the game, we took it easy. We had a nice big pizza hut and then worked our way up to the stadium. And the atmosphere was slightly chaotic. We never saw all the stuff that got reported on the news. So if you're not familiar with what happened, the, because of the evening, uh, because of the evening kickoff, of course, that gives uh, English fans all day to have a bit of a, a booze up and possibly indulge in other recreational activities. And there were reports of quite a bit of uh, violence in and around the ground. People trying to storm into the stadium as well without tickets, all of that sort of stuff. And then once in the stadium, there was a lot of trouble, uh, a lot of issues in the stadium as well. Uh, we didn't see any of that. So I'm not saying it didn't happen, but when people were, uh, friends and family were speaking to us in a couple of days after, you know, we, we were none the wiser. Yes, the stadium atmosphere on the outside was a little bit boisterous, but first time since 1966, we've been in a, a major final. What, what do you expect? So we didn't see any of the other really bad stuff that, that went on. Where we were sat, we were sat on the bottom tier, pretty much right next to the, all the commentators. So a bit of a, a subdued atmosphere to an extent. I uh, would love to have been a bit more in with the 
rest of the crowd, but it was a nice, safe and secure uh, seat, good seats as well. A couple of empty seats behind us, I think they were for media purposes. So we had a lot of space to manoeuvre. A lot of nerves setting in, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, anthems played, England England start the game, and uh, two minutes in, England go one up. And it's crazy, absolutely, absolutely crazy. We're, we're taking the game to the Italians. Two minutes in, England will one up. This is, you know, it's written in the stars, it's heaven, it's gonna happen. You know, we're gonna win, hallelujah. And I've never been so nervous watching a football match uh, in, my, in my entire life. I've never been more nervous at all. Uh, first half comes and goes. England are taking it to the Italians for the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. And then they start to sit back a little bit. And the Italians are a good team uh, on, a, on a long unbeaten run. England are at home effectively. It's a Wembley Stadium. We've got to press home that advantage. We didn't do that in the first 10, 15 minutes. If we would have if we would have done, and we would have gone two or three nil up, very high chance England would have won that game of football. Um, it's a different story. But England being England, um, not learning from being very conservative in their style in 2018 at the World Cup, when we got knocked out in the semi-final against Croatia, England starts sitting back and they get deeper and they get deeper. And you can see the Italians starting to get into the game. Uh, the managers made a couple of tactical switches, changed the formation a little bit, brought on some personnel. It at least started to look more threatening. I haven't created clear-cut chances, but you can tell this is the way the game's going. Crowd's getting nervous. The seconds are ticking down, the minutes are ticking down. Closer to, you know, emulating the lads from 1966. About 74, 75 minutes in, Italy get a corner. Ball comes in, bit of a scramble in the area. Uh, Leonardo Bonucci somehow pops the ball in the back of the net, right in front of the Italian fans, 1-1. Sense of trepidation starts kicking in. You know, it's, we've waited a long time to see England in a major final. It, can we get over the line? We're sitting back again. We're letting the Italians dictate the game. Goes to extra time. And, I mean, the nerves are uncontrollable. You know, I don't know whether to laugh, cry, sit down, stand up. I'm, you know, shaking, shaking my leg like I need to go to the John. I think 85 other thousand people in the stadium are doing the same thing as well. It's, it's tense. Extra time comes and goes. Golden chance for John Stones at the end. If he gets his head to the ball, you know, almost Gazaresque from 1996. Doesn't quite get his head to the ball. If, that, if he connects to 2-1, game over. It isn't. Penalties. Now, England penalties haven't got the greatest record in the world, although we did win a, a shootout in, in uh, 2018 World Cup against uh, Colombia. Again, you're at home. We... I think we won the coin toss, so we're even shooting ahead to our fans. And we have advantages in the penalty shootout. Uh, we, we score the first couple. Italy miss, uh, certainly miss one of the two. Maybe they miss both of them. I don't actually remember. The, the, it's too tense. Uh, then England start missing penalties. England start missing penalties. Italy starts scoring their penalties. Goes to, in the end, it goes to sudden death. And Italy score their penalty. England miss their penalty. The, with the exception of the 5,000 or so Italian fans behind the goal when, when England miss their 
penultimate or sorry, final penalty. Silence. You can tell the tears are flowing. Uh, I think you know Aaron's got a couple of tears in his eyes. I, I, I certainly have. And the stadium just peters out. People are, are filing out. Um, you can tell there's disappointment. There's a sense of lost opportunity, and you can you can feel that atmosphere in into the into the night. Uh, what then didn't help was in typical UK style with this, you know, the bastion of the world economy, uh, trust the underground to be crap on the way back. So, you know, unnecessary delays and, and the way that they deal with that sort of stuff after big events doesn't help anyway. So that adds to the sense of frustration. And bear in mind, you're dealing with 80 or so thousand very unhappy England fans. Uh, we watched all the celebrations at the end, um, watched Italy lift the trophy, watched all that presentation. Um, that was difficult to watch, but you know they won the tournament. And a fair play to them, they played well throughout the tournament, so take nothing away from them. Deserved winners. But when you, when you reflect and you look back at it, and you go, that, that's a missed opportunity. A, a massive, massive missed opportunity. Will we get another chance? You know, the cards were... So in England's favour, most of the games throughout the tournament we played were, were Wembley. Yes, we beat a poor Germany team in the last 16, but then, with all due respect, we beat a relatively poor uh, Ukraine team in, in the quarterfinals in Rome. Uh, Denmark were decent, but they weren't great. Uh, we beat them in the semi-final. We, the run we had to the final was relatively straightforward. And we come up against the first decent team and, and we should have been out of sight in the first 15 minutes. You know, England weren't. Uh, they sat back. Manager didn't learn from mistakes in 2018. Ultimately, it cost England, England that, that trophy. And that's, even looking back on it now, recording this podcast, it still fills me with despair. But I, you can tell from the tone of it, I'm still disappointed that we didn't go up go ahead and win that tournament. Um, but that's why you know, we've li- we live to fight on for more tournaments, that the team continues to get better. But for, yeah, it's just a big, massive missed opportunity. Uh, same with 2018 in the World Cup semi-final against Croatia. Same in, in the World Cup just gone uh, against France. Uh, that game really could have gone either way. And I think if England would have got through, we would have had a tough game against Morocco. Chances are we would have beaten Morocco, then you're in the final against Argentina. Who knows what happens there? But that's the summer that could have been part two. Uh, it could have been, it could have been absolutely glorious. Uh, the, the, the summer of love 2021. Uh, England could have walked away of a major international men's football trophy, and that would have been absolutely wonderful. Alas, wasn't to be, and the hunt goes on for a major trophy for men's football. You're probably thinking, last caveat, why do I keep saying men's football? That's because the the women's team, uh, the Lionesses, uh, done an amazing job in 2022 and they won the European Championships on home soil as well. So absolutely hats off to them. That was a, a remarkable achievement, a wonderful achievement for a great team. Well done to them. Uh, but for the men's side of it, what our day will come 
that day ultimately could have been 2021 and it wasn't to be. Uh, next week on, on travel, starting to wind down some of the football now, so we'll get back into regular travel in a few months' time. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, non-league football. Uh, and why? Because it's got a lot of advantages over your mainstream football, uh, mainstream global football. So join us next week for that. If you're tuning in for Monday's episode on the property business side, we're going to be looking at how doomed property is in general. Is it doomed? Is it not doomed? What's going on? So join us for that episode. As usual, please do share the Property Nomads podcast, share the posts, tell your friends, to get as many eyes on the podcast and ears on the podcast as possible. That would be absolutely fantastic. Till next time, I'll feed the same.